What's up? It's episode 130 of the Benchtime Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. Um, man, we got a lot of uh, a lot of humidity today. I um, the storms are rolling through our area. You just said you got dumped on. I did, and uh, I got my run in, but I felt like I was running in a jungle. Yeah, real sticky. But anyways, um. We had a really cool weekend. Uh, we on Sunday, we had the, our first patron-only Zoom call, which was really fun. Yeah, that was a great time. I had a great time with that. We were actually only supposed to schedule it for like an hour and a half, and we were on for like two and a half hours. Um, it was a great time. So uh, we're going to do those monthly for our patrons, and I do need to do the kit giveaway for June. I know, I understand I'm like a day or two behind on that, but we will give away a kit for our patrons here in June. So if you guys want in on those couple things and help us support our show, keep the show going, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Wiley. B-R-E-T-T. Oh, excuse me. Whoa. My Coke just backfired on me. Whoa. You can't, how do you spell out a burp? That's not in the URL, by the way. But anyways, what? how do you Not spell what? how do you spell out the burping sound? B U R P, right? Yeah, but that'd be like burp. I didn't really <laughs> well, burp. It was kind of just like burp. Anyways, I got you. Um, yeah, so you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Wiley and uh, support our show. So, um, and then you get access to our zooms and our kit giveaways and all that good stuff. Uh, and our Overtime at the Bench Facebook group. Right. But um, we have a couple. We're going to do our patron questions first this week. And then we're going to get into a topic about shingles and painting roofs. I had someone reach out I to us. I never had them. I heard they're painful. Shingles? I don't I had chicken pox. <laughs> I didn't have the shingles. Yeah. I remember. I think if you had the chicken pox virus, the shingles virus is still in you or something. I remember there was a yeah, commercial about like it or something like that. Something like that. So I'm hey, doomed. Whatever. That's, uh, we're talking about other shingles. I have a chicken pox scar above my yeah. eye. But, oh, yeah? Yeah. I never knew that. It's like, I'm your dad. It's like behind. It's like on the right under my eyebrow. So if you, Unless you like, you got to look for it, but it's there. All right. Um... Let's do our patron questions first, and then we'll jump into our topic of the week, like I said, which is uh, painting shingles and roof details, right? Weathering roof. roofs. So Roof. Roofs. Roofs. Roofs, roughs. Right. Cricks, creeks, water, water. We'll do it all. All right. Um, we got to cover all the regions, so we got to put in all the different um, ways people say roof or rough or riff. All right. I don't know if Riff's one. I just made it up. All right. Let's do our patron questions. All right. First one from Dave Kruzwick. Has the forum kind of withered of the forum on our website? It kind of did, Dave. Um, unfortunately, it's still there. You guys can post stuff in it. Yeah, I mean, um, it's got to take you guys to do it. Well, I, mean, I, I, I won't lie. I mean, I, I haven't. I kind of forgot about it through everything else, too. We were getting busy and. Uh, yeah, it took a yeah. It's just it's just sitting there waiting for us all to post on it. It just kind of withered away. But well, uh, but Dan Pugach said too. You know, it's hard to post on all the forums whenever everyone's on Facebook already. So yeah, it's hard to be all over the place at one time. Yeah, you know. 
and and trying to catch everything and see everything and you know and, and that's a hard part I yeah mean, but when you think about it it's it's uh you, you get on and it and you get online and there's you know photos this person posted here and that group over there and and then there's like you know six or seven main groups that i kind of try and kind of try and uh you know peek in on yeah and then of course you have you know instagram and then we have our you know you have videos and then yep. you know, jason jensen will put up videos and then somebody else will put up a video and and you're trying to watch more content and overload you only have and then so we got our po- and then we put out a podcast and then we do right. a thing and then jason does another thing and then so and so puts up so it's a lot it's content overload but it is. you know but it is what it thing. is yeah it's good it's a good thing now it gives us a little bit of everything look we can't see it all one night okay we can't see it on one day or one week or one month so you know so let's say let's say we don't catch it all but let's say a month from now we see it again and we go, oh, you know, that's cool. It's a month old, but it's still equally as cool. Mm-hmm. It's just like our layouts and our models. Just because they've been a, you build them a while back doesn't change what they are. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know anyhow. Yeah. yeah. Um, next, next one is from Lynn McCurdy. Uh, a suggestion. How about a photo album of all of our personal layouts? I know some have layouts that are over top. Some are still working. Some are still working on it. So, how about sharing pictures, even maybe a video or two? Well, I don't know about. I don't know how much you know. I don't know much about space that we have available for videos. However, what do you mean YouTube has like unlimited space? Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. Um, but I'm I am all for. Um, I am all for a. It won't be. I'm not doing. Photo a, albums. You know, I don't think. I don't think I want to open up our website to have a photo album for every single person that wants to put their layout on. But we can all. You right. guys can all use like Shutterstock accounts or, heck, just yeah. start an album on Facebook and start sharing uh, your yeah. your photos or your layout. And uh, that's what Matt Hankins did. That. That's what a couple other guys did. I think that's a brilliant idea. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a patron it. album that we can each create a folder in to display the pics and or videos. I think he means on our website or whatever. Yeah, or, I mean, I, I, I then we got to monitor every photo that's been put up, make sure because I on something like that we I mean, have to do that with the make, forum. I don't want to make everything patron only. We like giving patron only type well, this things. Isn't, this isn't. He's not saying. Oh, I know. I'm not that. saying that. I'm saying. But if we if we put it up to the general public, we got then we're gonna really have to. So I just uh, have to watch the amount of photo storage I have on my hosting. Yes, account. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about so, at the beginning. The, yeah. the hosting storage. Anyways, so, um, um, but yeah, I don't. I, think wanna... I encourage everybody else to open up one and do their own. I mean, there's a million free photo sharing sites that uh, we can all yeah, use. Yeah. Um, but that's a great idea. Also, you have to worry about you know content and uh, opening up photo galleries that are public and then you get some weird weird shit on your website and I gotta monitor it and and somebody bitches cause they well not, uh, not even that I just I'm not worried about people stealing it from our site I don't worry we about we gotta worry about making I don't worry about people complaining or that stuff I worry more about weirdos posting well that's what I said about monitoring when we gotta sit there and monitor yeah. the thing all the time so, so anyhow yeah 
But, but I, I do like the idea of using. I do like the idea of sharing our photos, so we could do something maybe on Facebook, like an open album. I'm sure there's something like that we can do. Joe Collins suggested that too, uh, but we might be able to do something on uh, on our Facebook somehow, creating an album that's open. So we can look at that. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe you and I could put up um, some kind of album somewhere. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Open one up, and we can share, and we can share all of our photos. I take a lot of photos. I just don't always put them up on the yeah. website. Yeah, we'll figure know? something out. So, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Next one, Stephen Hayworth. Uh, not sure who's on tonight. It's just us two. We need to get some guests on uh, for sure. But what's a good way to model a Rocky Creek bottom? A mountain flowing creek in my case. Well, what, wait a minute. What was this about guests? Well, he doesn't know who's on tonight. He didn't know oh, if there was a guest or not. And I said, I now, said, so you're right. We crazy. need to get a couple guests. We do. Yeah. So that's your job. But anyways. My job, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. my God. I'm, I'm busting on you. Okay. Um, but what's a good way to make a model, to model a Rocky Creek bottom? Um. What what are those big rocks? Not big rocks, but what are those like river looks? I, I got it. I got it. Go ahead. Put rocks in the bottom of it. Yeah, but I'm saying like, what were those rocks that you bought? <laughs> what were those rocks that you bought? Um, they're like sandstone colored. They're round, like river, uh, like little river stones. They call them. They're made by. Um, they're wooden I got scenics. scenics. We took them. So I've since taken them out of the package and I've put them in a jar. Right. They make them they're like they're not really rock. They're they're lightweight. Um but those would look like good uh yeah, if I picture when I when I picture like a, a, when I picture a dried up stream bed, that's what I s- think of that color and shape of rock cuz they're all smoothed over from the water. Yeah. Um but putting those down as your base and gluing them down on the underside with just even hot glue is is enough it, it to hold Talus. them in place. Talus. And you can get smaller. You can get smaller towels from other places too. Right, right. But um, towels is also yeah. It's it's it looks like the bottom of most creek beds that I've seen. Yeah, and I think that's a good idea. I wouldn't overly rock it, you know. Yeah, but you ever seen a dried up stream bed? Some of them are all rocks, like all rock. And I get that. I so get what that I too. was thinking is, you could use hot glue, cover the stream bed in it, carve out your depression from where your creek is cut into your land yeah put your stream bed in hot glue paint it paint paint the bottom like a dark brown or uh, a muddy color hot glue your rocks in and then um whether you're using that uh epoxy uh you know stuff people pour um or you're using some other like woodland scenics, the water from woodland scenics, you got to melt that down and pour that stuff. Yeah. Um, or even there's a guy that did, um, uh, there's a guy that did it with Mod Podge on YouTube. I'll find that video. I'll try and share that. Right. Uh, he did one with rocks underneath it on YouTube. It looked really, it looked awesome. I he, would put a little sand or something, a sand in the bottom of it with the rocks, you know, to kind of, and you know, you would want to, well, yeah, you, you would need different size down. gravel. Yeah, and you have to be careful with that because you know you don't want that sh- that stuff floating to the top of your when you're pouring the water in. But um, you know you want to make sure it's secured down. However, 
Um, also, I would suggest an, uh, just another way to do it. Not all creeks have the, that kind of a sandstone bottom or sandstone rocks. Um, you can also get, like, you ever see the flat level, flat slabs, and they just kind of layer as they oh, yeah. go? yeah. That would be a neat way to do it. You can find some flat rocks and just put them yeah. in different levels so you get water trickling like small waterfalls that just kind of trickle over, like a gorge. Uh, anybody's ever been to a gorge and seen how that rolls? Um, I've seen some gorgeous, gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, I've seen some really nice gorges. Do you ever see George's, in- go- you ever see George's gorgeous, gorgeous? <laughs> gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. In Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sometimes things just strike you funny, you know? <laughs> Georgia's gorgeous, gorgeous in Georgia. But, um, you know, I, I've seen, um, you know, um, Watkins Glen in New York, and there's another glen that's up near Ithaca. Um, there is also a, uh, there is also um, a Ricketts Glen in Pennsylvania. And, you know, they, they have those kind of, of you'll, you'll see a lot of that kind of, waterfalls and such in the west Mm -hmm. so you know that's that's another idea just kind of make it like little layers of plateaus that go down through and uh that's that's a that's a neat way to do it like you know completely flat rocks you can probably find some rocks and things in your own area you know yeah and uh, be on the lookout for it that's what i would use in my stream bed i mean i wouldn't go spend it unless you're modeling palace is cool Okay, but if you want to fill the whole creek bed with talus, mm-hmm. that stuff's not cheap for little fake stones, you know? I mean, what, I don't know what the hell it's made out of. Talus, talus. I guess, what talus is. And, um, but, um, you know, you, know, you, you, you know, do a decent-sized creek bed, you might need, like, three or four bags of that shit, you know? Yeah. So, but um, if you can find the stuff in your own backyard, why not? You know, or in your na- in your area, you know, especially if you model that area. Mm-hmm. Oh, just a thought. You know, take a peek. Um, but, take a peek. Um, I do. Th- I do like your idea of putting some kind of paint in the, bo- the base down first before you put your rocks down. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would also put some kind of vegetation in there, and uh, you know, I, you know, just uh, just some thoughts. So, yeah. No, I think it also depends on what kind of um, rock, like what kind of uh, region you're modeling. Because some stream beds are going to have different types right. of rock in the bottom, and it might be difficult to find a matching type of rock for, like a natural rock for yeah. your region. Right, and I like Stephen uh, that uh, posed the question. He does a lot of you know Colorado area modeling. Yeah. And um, that's not, you know, he, he's not there. I'm just saying that's what that's the kind of modeling he does. And and uh, as a result, it's just uh, uh, it, I'm sure they're different than what we get in Pennsylvania. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, but I would definitely put some vegetation around it. Maybe some 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 kind of vegetation in the middle. Even a even a don't forget you don't have to make the whole creek one width the whole way down through. It could be narrow, right? And, narrow in one point and more wide another and maybe like a, a small 
dry island area in the middle of some places. Um, you know, it's just pretty cool. Cool ideas. A sandbar somewhere here and there. You know, use your imagination when you when you make a creek. Just don't make a, a creek like you do a road. So I've seen put modelers cool... that make creeks, and they make a creek look like they're roads. Or put some know? cool bends in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know how uh, they are out Midwest, but out in our area, the creeks are like snakes. They just yeah. wind all over the place. They, yeah. they they're they're crazy looking. From a map, they look ridiculous. It looks like yeah, a snake. It just, yeah, it does. Just constantly. Turning, turn, turn, yeah. So, the you know it's kind of you got and, and that's a nice, that's a neat idea. Look at look at a creek from an aerial view mm-hmm. too. Not to not just for the scenery up close. Look at it from how it lays across the land, right? Because right. it doesn't just go straight. Now, if you're in a, such a small area, it, if you're doing a small diorama, it will. But a creek, mm-hmm. even in a even in a quarter mile, half mile section, for the most part, doesn't go straight as an arrow. Unless I mean, there's sections that do. Right? Don't get me wrong. But um, you know, if it's a large river, it probably is a lot straighter than a small local stream. But gorgeous Georgia's gorge, Georgia. <laughs> well, you know that one. We who knows how that one goes. His is crazy. <laughs> All right, man. All right, next question. Next. This one is actually the topic of the week. This one is from Jim Lasseter. Who do you go to for shingles? Let's talk about painting and weathering shingles. Okay. Um, so we will come back we'll come to back that to question because we'll it's to this that. week's topic. Next yeah. one is from Matthew Hankins. Favorite handmade detail. I know that Todd has discussed making tires from tubing. I have made gooseneck lamps from sequins and floral wire, which he actually mm-hmm. shared on our show. Many have made newspapers, printed out, cut out, and glued in gutters and other places. What are some other handmade detail folks can share? So what's some handmade details that we can share that we used? Well, Sculpey. Well, that's a quick one off the top of my head. Sculpey. <laughs> I mean, you could do a lot of stuff with Sculpey, even if you're... Even if you're as untalented as I am, <laughs> okay. But there's other things besides Sculpey the Seagull that you could do and use Sculpey to make it happen, or especially on scenery. I mean, I can see where things could be made uh, with Sculpey on scenery. Um, yeah. However, also, um, I, you know, I what well, he mentioned the tires. I just took a the black tube. I went to a hardware store. I didn't go to. I didn't take one out of a toilet. But in the back of the tank, in, in the back tank of the toilet, there's a black hose on a lot of uh, flush mechanisms. You know, I guess the what they call that, the flushing mechanism. Yeah, whatever. Um, you you'll get a hose that takes you takes it from that the one tube to the other tube, and um, you can buy those because you know they get all gunked up and everything. So you can buy brand new ones. I went to the store and I bought it by the yard. I think I bought a yard of that stuff. And it's, it's a small tube, uh, rubber tube, black rubber tube. And I took it home. It's about the size of a, of a medium sized truck tire or large car tire, but an HO scale. And uh, I brought it back, and I took a razor blade, and I just chopped it. I bet I think I put it in my chopper and fed it through and just chopped at about the width of a car tire, and I just chopped a whole mess of them. I only got, like, 
uh, I don't know, maybe six, seven inches, and I had 50 or 60 car tires. And I still have, you know, two foot, two and a half foot of that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, you you don't see the treads on them and everything else. But who gets down close enough to see the treads anyways? Right. There's a couple places on our layout where I have piles of tires. And um, you can't tell. Um, because there, there, there's weeds and dirt and stuff growing around them and, and, uh, they're all piled up in a pile and it looks, and I, you know, I made them look older or dusty looking, you know, and, um, and to do that, all you have to do is, I, I know it sounds silly because it's, it's shiny black tubing, rubber tubing, but take the, take a piece of sandpaper and just rub it around the outside edges and it dulls it and makes it look a little gray. And you don't even have to do it very long. It's just a couple swipes with the the sandpaper and now you got a tire and it worked out really nice for me. I mean, uh, I like the idea and now I have a tube and I can do that stuff anytime I'd like to do it. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I I have endless supply of tires. Right. But, you know, as far as inventing other things, have you come up with, I'll, I'll try and think of something. If you have something, Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm actually not – I have not done this one, but I'm going to try it because of another post. I wish I remembered the gentleman's name that shared it on Facebook. Um, Bendy Straws. I talked about it on our Zoom, I think. Yeah. Or one of our calls we had with our patrons. Uh, I'm going to do – I got some Bendy Straws. I'm going to use them in different places for like um, bent sheet metal vents. The joint, right. the joints that bend the the elbows for sheet metal yeah. venting or ve- sheet metal um, ducting. Oh, that's a good idea. And wet, paint them black and weather them right so the way they look like they're rusted bent metal sheet metal elbows. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna do that. Uh, what's another handmade detail part that we have that I've used? Um. Oh boy. Oh, I got one. Go for it. I made these telephone poles, okay, um, out of uh, sp- barbecue skewers. I cut down the, uh, oh, yeah. the size they got to be. And then I put um, wood matchsticks that I've kind of thinned down just a little bit, um, cut the heads off of, obviously. And I uh, use them for the, the horizontal supports at the top that you have. And, you know, you, you take a piece of uh, not – I wouldn't say – 20 gauge uh, 0.02 wire. I put a little something a little thicker, almost kind of like. Uh, well, you could, you could, I guess, technically use that, but I would use a heavier wire um, or some kind of pla- um, styrene plastic in a thin strip. Yeah, and, and you can cut supports to hold those beams up. But um, the cool thing that I want to mention that I put on there was your little glass insulators that you used to have in the, back in the day that were white and, like, funky uh, mint green color almost. Yeah. Um, I found at Michael's or AC Moore at the time, or I think it was Michael's, though, um, little tiny beads. I mean, these are itty-bitty, bitty beads. I'll have to try and find the uh, size, and maybe if anybody's interested, I'll, I'll try and find the size and let them know what size that is but they're little itty bitty beads uh that you buy in a pack is hundreds and hundreds of them in there mm-hmm. i got one in white like a like a hazy white color almost like a um, uh, a pearlized white and then the other one is uh is 
like a pearlized green, a light green, and uh, almost like a spring green color. And but they're itty bitty. I mean, micro. They're the size of an insulator on a telephone pole. And um, you, they're real easy. You just take a, a drop of the CA glue and dip one in and stick it right where you want it on the on the beams of the pole on mm-hmm. the cross beams. And uh, and and you come up with insulators and they they look great. Yeah, they have a little tiny hole in the bottom and the top, but nobody sees that. The thing these beads are my, they're tiny. Right. You know? So remember yeah, the uh, remember the wall that we made out of matchsticks. Yeah, that's another yeah. cool little thing we did. Uh, I've had a lot of fun with matchsticks. Yeah, that was that was tedious. I remember that took us a couple days. That was the all-nighter, man. I oh, did yeah, I started right. the all-nighter, and then in the morning, I finished it. So, But I did most of it that night, but it took a while. It was a long one. It did take a couple days then. these beads. I got them here somewhere. It did take a couple days then if you, uh, if you took, if it was our all-nighter, because that was a two-day affair. Yeah. yeah. I was kidding. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't kidding, but... Hold on. I got to find these beads. Digging through my pile of garbage here. Hmm. Oh, there they are. Now I got everything laying on the floor. Okay, let's see. I have these pull-out drawers. I had them in. These are made by... Oh, they're... Wow. They're... I don't know much about beads or sizes of beads, but they are size... 10 slash 0, whatever that is. 10-aught? Huh? 10 slash 0 means 10-aught. Well, that's what they are then, if that's okay. a bead talk. Is that bead talk? Do you make lots of bead things? No, I just know it's it's oh, oh. it's not just beads, it's other things. Oh, okay. So it was like a pearlized mint green and a pearlized white. They are 10-aught white. And the other color is just says green, but it's like a mint green. Yeah. And uh, I use them. I, they're awesome. I'll take a picture of them now. I'll send it to you, and you can put them on the. Uh, you can put them up on your uh, page if you like. Yeah. On, the, on our page, let me get a pic- picture. And. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a cool one. Sure. The other one, there's those. Um. There's the pinheads you you were talking about. We made detail parts with those pinheads. You did. That was last week. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a bunch you can do. I mean, you just got to look around and find out uh, things you can use. I'm trying to look at the layout and see if there's anything else, but nothing's striking me right now that was, like, completely crazy. Um, but, all right. all right, next question. Scott Horgan, do you know anyone who does custom decals? I do not know anyone that uh, I know that Dave's decals guy. I haven't really we haven't really talked with him, um, but he does custom decals. I think I'm not sure. He yeah. might be able to do some. I'm not sure. I haven't really. I mean, I know people. I know plenty of people that do custom signage for you that have, wouldn't have no problem doing custom signage. Um, but I don't know anyone that does decals. I'm sure if you contact some of these guys, they would help. They would do them. I just accidentally sent this to Dave Grizzwick. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what was it? A picture? It's just beans, man. He's probably sitting there going, what the hell? Uh, he's, he's, he's probably wondering what is going on. Is it? There, did he, send him a message, man. Uh, it'd be funnier if he didn't and he had to find out what happened in this episode. <laughs> like, Don't tell him anything. Just wait. Nah, wait nah, make him wait till this episode. Oh, that's, a, that's too funny, man. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dang. Uh, okay, oh, man. This question? Anyone that does custom decals. Do you know anyone that does custom decals? No. No, I have no I know. Clue. Like I said, there's a Dave's decals. I never, I never really did anything with decals. You know? No, I know there's some guys out there that make decals that sell them. Really cool ones. Yeah. So, I mean, it's worth looking around uh, and asking those guys. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm sure they could do something for you, though. I'm sure someone else. I know who. You know who probably knows who does custom decals? Who? Jake probably knows. Jake. Jake. I bet Jake does know. Jake knows. I guarantee you Jake knows a guy. Or he'll tell you where to go. So Scott, Jake maybe knows, Jake knows a guy. Maybe maybe uh maybe Jake and Scott, you guys can uh hook up and figure out where to do custom decals. Oh, those beads are cool. The other beads I was thinking about are the the beads that look like uh roof vents. Oh yeah 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 they're they're like brass color. Yeah. I have some of those. Yeah, those I did get at Michaels. Uh, they have, and then I, all you do is you put a nail in the top. Yeah, I have a, a nail with like a, a trim flat nail. head. Yeah, no, I use the flat head nail because that way it doesn't come off. Yeah, trim nails are flat heads. Anyways, well, anyhow, and um, and then you put it down through the the bead, and then into, and it looks like a rooftop vent. You know, the circular rooftop mm-hmm. vent that spins. That that's what it looks like, and uh, and yeah, they have lots of different kinds of beads that look like that. You just got to get one small enough that doesn't. They look have like, a lot of different you know, sizes. You don't want you them. don't want one. To, yeah, you want one the size of a satellite dish. <laughs> top, you know, I mean, you just want you know like a NASA satellite dish, or anything. you know, you just need a regular. You know, you'll you'll know. You you'll use models, your best you judgment. Size. I bought a I bought two yeah. different packs. I used a large one. Um, and a small one. So one I have like for an industrial size and the other one's for a smaller like residential building. Yeah. Obviously we were, you know, everybody knows about, you know, the straws, use a straw for, you know, pipes to come out of the roof and things like that. But, um, you know, there's, there's a million, there's a million little things you could do. Yeah. All right. Next question is from Jim Lassiter. Question number two, define kit bashing. Do both kits have to be connected to each other or in the same scene? Etc. Uh, example: If I put a, a Foscale model and a Casey's a Casey Craftsman model together, but and connect them with a platform, is that a kit bash? Um, I think it depends on. I think when they say kit bash, what they mean is when you take the walls and you you kind of you mash them all together. You mash you mash them together. And you put In the, my opinion, that would be what Jim's kind of talking about. Is like a. A combined uh, scene. A combined scene, yeah. I think in my That's opinion... That's what I'm doing right now. In my so, opinion, yeah. a kit bash, like my dad said, is when you open it up, open up a box, a two or three or four different kits, dump it all out and just put it back together, but not in any order that it was originally meant to be. Right. Um, right. That's a kit bash. Uh, you can also do a scratch bash, which is like... I think we talked about that on the show, where you can like build a kit bash or you can take a kit and cut a bunch of custom walls out 
and do a half scratch build, half kit bash. That's kind of cool. Yeah, no, we've both done that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Next one is from Ron Piskel. What is the most overlooked detail that you feel people don't add to their buildings but should? I know one. I know one. It's for um, it's for urban buildings. Yeah. I feel like, and I notice it with a lot of our city buildings, awnings. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I think when people do a lot of city buildings, they have a storefront, and um, I don't see people putting a lot of awnings on. I haven't done a lot of awnings. I've done a few. But when you go downtown. A lot of a place. lot of stores on a, on a on a larger, busier strip have a storefront with an awning. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them, even current day, they have awnings. I, uh, I don't disagree with that. I mean, it, the problem is, you know, finding an awning that looks realistic, or you can make one. I know that. I understand that. Um, yeah, I've made um, an awning for the front of that hotel uh, out of styrene plastic. Yeah. Uh, that was like a big overhang to the front entrance of the hotel. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's technically an awning. It's just, you know, it's not made of cloth or anything like that. I made but... one out of computer paper. Oh, yeah? Let's have one on Olga's. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. That was awesome. I made it with scale lumber and paper. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, it, it can be done. I mean, you can do it. I think it needs, it's something that's definitely overlooked. You know what else is overlooked? Hmm. Rain spouts, spouting, like downspouts. Oh yeah, well we talked about oh, that before. Well, That's well, city, well, we talked about no, we talked about gutters. Okay, we talked about gutters. We haven't talked much about rain spouts, and all it's going to take is a heavy gauge wire mm-hmm. that you bend the tip at the bottom uh, to you know, to jut outward when it gets to the bottom, and, and then just put them along the corners, hide seams in your brickwork or whatever, or if you if you need to, but. Uh, not even if you have, you don't even have to do it just to hide things. You can just do it so they have the goddamn whoa downspout. <laughs> what? So I mean, I, I I think it's a good idea. I I think it's something that I personally neglect to put in my b- buildings, and I should do more of them. In fact, I'm going to start getting myself in that habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things like that that we that we see in great builds some of the best builds and they're missing some of the most key essential things that come to a building that we don't really, you know, like that. And we don't really think about that, but yeah. Anyhow, go ahead. No, I mean, that was, that, that's, that's a good one. Um, we, uh, Scott Perry asks, where are the guests? We're working on guests. Um, uh, we, well, they're, they're all hiding. They're, right they don't want to. Yeah. Nobody wants to be on the show. No, I, I don't know. I, I'm i going to be honest with you, Scott. Really haven't gone into looking for him. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been busy, and I didn't get a chance to, to look for any, any guests in particular. It's just been one of those things, and um, I'll have to try and find some. Uh, it's it's a, just a busy time. Summertime is really tough, too. Um, I know people aren't doing as much this summer, obviously, but – um, I know summer times in the past have been tough to find guests because people are doing things and they're outside and yeah. doing well, hard work and, and people trying to catch up. So don't you worry. We had we had we had uh, guests on just a couple weeks ago and then I mean shit. Out of 130, we've only had what 57 or 60 <laughs> guests. I mean, or more. I think we have more than that actually. 
Well, so we've right, we'll get some guys on. Yes, than we've had without. But, uh, we'll get some guys on. Yeah, All right, yeah. next one. Best. This is from Scott. Best way to cut out window and door holes in delicate wood walls. Um, that that is a trick. Yeah. Um, that takes some patience. I know I've done it. I know you've done it, especially when you're scratch building or mm-hmm. kit bashing, and you want to add right. a window or a door. I right. personally use the uh, larger, flat, like wider Zacto knife blade, yeah. and I just cut. I cut. I cut straight down like a punch. Right. Um, that's how I do it. I mark um, it. I, I mark it out, I and just, I just go straight down with them. Yeah. And I cut the corners first, and then I cut the longer. Um, that's what I do. And yeah. I do that with an eleven. I do it with a regular eleven blade. Yeah. Although I start in the corners. And do all four, all the corners at different angles, you know, at their angles, um, with the tip at the very far end. And then I only take a little bit and then I, then I start working through the wood. Um, and, and it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you just have to take your time with it and you got to make sure you don't put too much pressure on. So you don't want, cause you don't want to snap the wood. You also don't want to go too, you don't want to go beyond the window opening because then, you know, uh, especially if you go beyond the window opening for where the window frame doesn't cover a, a cut mark. Um, so, yeah, you, you just need to take your time with it. And, uh, you know, the other thing is very key is to make your cuts as straight as possible. Okay. When I say that, use a straight edge when you're doing it. Okay. And make sure that uh, you are getting it as straight as possible because if you do not, then you're gonna have to sit there and fiddle with it, with a uh, with a uh, a file of some type, and get them completely square so your windows don't sit in there crooked. Because uh, nothing looks worse than a window that's you know, a little cockeyed. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, so. no, and it's very clear and easy to see when you have straight lines on your clapboard or, or board and batten siding, and you cut your window crooked. Yeah. It's very easy to pick out. Oh yeah. Or yeah. when your windows aren't level with each other, that's another hard thing to get. Make sure oh, you yeah, get it exactly sure. right. You got to make sure that 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 your window yeah, that, lines that baseline where yep. the windows at its bottom has got to be equal at the bottom, and that's regardless of the size of the window. Mm-hmm. In, in most cases, I've seen well, I've seen odd shape, uh, different size shape windows that maybe go down below that line. Okay, but they're different size windows. But a lot of times, your same size if 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 it's all on the same floor level, on that same floor, you're going to have a lot of times, even if they're different size windows by a little bit, they're going to have the same baseline across the bottom. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's also more frustrating when you're cutting a door, um, doors and windows that are near the edge. All yeah. doors are on an edge, but windows that are near an edge, when you get that thin piece, yep, and you're like trying to be real delicate because the window's near a corner, and you, yeah. I, I inevitably, I inevitably, if I got to cut four of them, one or two of them, I'm gonna snap that edge piece. I'm gonna glue it back in. Oh yeah, never yeah. fails, never fails. I've done that too. So you, on those thin areas, it's really, really touch and go. Yeah, um, you just can't get frustrated. Don't get frustrated. Like like Brett said, it, it, inevitably it's liable to happen, and you'll have to glue it, and that's just the way it is. If you glue it right, you'll never know. Yeah. 
All right, this one's a fun one. Jake Johnson, what is your favorite model supply or item that you are hoarding? I got one. Uh, and it, I, I cannot find it right now, but it's isopropyl alcohol. I, oh, it's yeah, not yeah. my, it's not my favorite, yeah. but I'm holding on to the couple bottles that we got. We got just throughout the couple years. We had a few bottles of it down here that are unopened Yeah, and man, I'm man. Am I going to be sparing with that stuff for the next year till I can <laughs> find it back in the store again? No kidding. Yeah. I, I, I saved a couple bottles here too. I've got three bottles sitting here right now. One, two of them are mixed, full mixes. And the other one is empty. It's empty. It's uh, it's full, but it's ninety one percent. It's a quart size, and it, it's uh, it doesn't. You know, there's no ink or in it yet. But the other one, I have a dark mix and a super dark mix, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm using them sparingly, to be honest with you. So you have to, yeah, yeah. So that wraps up our patron questions. Um, let's do our topic of the week, which was from uh, Jim Lasseter about. The um, painting of shingles and roofing weathering. Okay, so sure. uh, let's start with shingles. Where he's asking, like, where you guys get good shingles, stuff like that. Um, um, good shingles are available from a couple of the kit manufacturers. One of them is Balling or Balling or Edgley. They have some. Yeah. They have awesome roof shingles. They have um, a lot of shingles. We did a whole show with them. Shapes and colors. And they like, talked about their yeah. yeah. What? I said, well, we did a show with them, and they talked about this on the show. Uh, and there's a, you know, they have a lot of different types. I have some here um, that I use theirs as well. Um, but you know, I'll be honest with you. A lot of the kits that I bought have come with shingles. There were so many damn shingles in them. They're leftovers. But I have leftovers, so I'm using them on other kits and other builds and things like that. I have piles of these things. You know, they give you like two, three sheets on some of them, and you only you end up using one sheet, and you got these spare sheets. So I got leftover shingles like that. Um, hey, be honest with you, if you don't have them and you don't, you know, they are. It would be much easier to just go buy some cut shingles from Bonger or, or whoever's selling them. Mm-hmm. Okay, however. Yeah, if you if you if it's something that you had the time to do, cut some shingles. You know, you just cut some strips, and then you just I'll real just carefully with a small paper. tiny pair of scissors, cut the little slot slots between the shingles all the way down through each strip. And it might take you some time, <laughs> but I think you can get decent results out of it. Definitely, if you, cut, if you make straight edges or straight cuts on the main part of the strip. Um, I think you could do it. And then, of course, the, uh, um, you know, there's always tar, there's always a tar paper route, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's a huge, um, that's a huge roofing factor. It's tar paper like, is, can, not, and tar paper is done with just construction paper or, uh, you yeah. can spray paint just computer paper one well, side. I, I think tar paper, in my opinion, in, in this hobby is completely overdone. I don't know if we talked about that before. We have. Um, But I I think it's completely overdone. I do it myself. I've done it recently. I just think it's a a lot. I've started mixing it. Yeah. I think it's fun fun now to mix. So tar paper roof is cool as like a base. And it's fun to mix it. I think it's – I have enjoying – I've enjoyed mixing it now with other roof types. Right. So, um, you know, it's cool to lay – 
the tar paper down and then do, you know, a busted up sheet metal, a corrugated sheet metal roof on top. And then you have that tar paper peeking out from underneath it. Or same thing with shingles. Put your tar paper down because every roof would have a base of something underneath it. Yeah, right. And then have tar paper. Yeah, and then have your busted up shingles showing up. I mean, have your tar paper showing up through your busted up shingles. Right. So I mean, I think that's a great idea. The other cool Um, thing that I've been doing, and this was from Doug's kits, um, the 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 terminal kit mainly. I just started realizing is. Uh, I can paint my paper roof uh-huh. a different color. It doesn't have to be black every time. Right. That's one huge thing. You can still do your tar paper roof and make it a brown color. Or yeah. do a tan- do one that's a grayish color, like a light gray. Um, and your shingles don't have to be black or gray. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, could, they don't even have to be brown. You there's know? green they, shingles. And, there's red shingles. Yeah. You know, is you you do what you want to do. I would avoid blue and yellow, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some yeah. uh, there's some uh, like grayish blue colored shingles you could always do. Go to the hardware store and you can find a bunch of different shades of shingles. Oh, absolutely! I painted shingles many times. I've already done a green roof um, with the paper, but then I've also done um, green shingles shingles on another building as well. So it can be done. Mm-hmm. I also did red. I also did a red tar paper and a red shingle already one time. So that's that's one thing that can be done. As far as painting them goes, well, currently, I took the standard shingles, the straight shingles that came with Rush Rock Falls on the main mill building, which I've done, uh, and it's sitting behind me here right now. Um, those shingles, I randomly took colors. Um, let me grab it here and I'll tell you what colors I used. And, um, I used a light gray and I randomly painted several different shingles, um, light gray. And, um, it was a, it was a white shingle to begin with. It was basically on a whitish kind of paper. Mm-hmm. Like a, and then I painted some dark gray, light gray, and like a, like a off, I wouldn't say a tan. Oh yeah, maybe tan. And uh, and a couple tan ones randomly, all over, okay. And leaving it predominantly white, but then you want these spare, these, you know, the gray ones in there. Yeah. And then when I'm done, I put it on. Then I because the other shingles are whitish in color, and they were a little too white for my taste. I took some, and this is what he's asking, anyways. So uh, I took some, um, uh, like a medium. Um, medium tint of the uh, India ink and alcohol wash with a brush, and I gently dabbed it on the top. I don't want to brush it too terribly much, but what it does is it discolors that white a little bit. And when it dries completely, it won't be completely gray, or it won't be like stained like your wood is. Um, Paper stains differently. Um, but it will have an off-white color, right. which will be kind of cool. And it'll make them look just a little bit older, you know. Um, paper has a tendency to do that with the India ink and alcohol wash. So, you know, age age that paper a little bit and then put them on. And, uh, or, well, you know, put them on first and then do it. Um, I don't brush down. The reason I don't brush down is because the water in the alcohol, especially if you've glued these on with, with – if you glued them on with white glue – Okay, 
Um, even if you haven't glued them on, let's say you used when you put shingles on, you you now use the uh, transfer tape, correct, Brett? Yeah. Okay. So I have to glue sometimes when it's in a weird tight spot, though, because sometimes transfer right. tape's not enough. Right. Exactly. So now here's the downside of putting when you have the. This is why I say don't brush down, but you dab it with dab it with a brush from the top, like almost. Stipple it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the reason I say that is because there's water in that alcohol. Not much, right? but there's some water in that alcohol. And the alcohol is actually a liquid. So what happens when it touches tape that's through paper? It's going to unstick. It, it's going to unstick. So we don't want it to unstick. We don't want to overdo that. We just want to stain it a little bit. And, uh, in fact, you can almost dry brush your India ink wash onto that. By stippling it, okay? Take some of it out and then stipple what's left in the brush. And uh, that, that's a good way to do it. Uh, I don't want to do that. But I, don't want them to, I don't want them to unstick, and I also don't want them to slide. Did you ever see – did you ever oh have God. shingles that slide yes. on you? And I hate that. So um, you can color them and paint them. Just make sure you don't overdo that. If you're going to paint them, paint them before you put them on your structure. And then put them on the structure when they're dry. Okay. If you're going to stain them, um, you could stain them beforehand, uh, or you can stain them when they're on there. But you got to make sure that you're doing it by stippling them and not and and not by actual painting downward or brushing your you're getting a downward brush stroke because right. that that water will seep and go into certain crevices and then you'll find areas that will peel up. So, oh, yeah. you know, be careful. Uh, another cool thing to do with um, uh, your shingles, if they look like a shake-type shingle, mm-hmm. is uh, yeah. dry brushing them. And I know Ron Kleiss with My Mount Models has a, some tutorials on his site about doing them um, that way. And uh, a couple other guys on YouTube have done them that way too. But I did my um, Paulzer's plumbing shingles that way. I dry brushed all my shingles oh, with like four different brown colors of brown. Yeah. And, um, man – Doing them, yeah, and you have to do them all in the same direction because you can't have lines going horizontal and perpendicular on your uh, right. your shingle. That would just look silly. But right. um, they are pretty cool once you have a once you have a cool pattern. It's random like that with your dry brush. Man, it just yeah. looks awesome. It, you can see like the it looks like old line like like dirt lines and old aged shingles without even having to weather much. You're, you're doing it all with paint beforehand. And you did that right on the... Before right I the, even cut them. Before you cut them. Okay, yeah. Yep, before I even cut them out of the the, the laser cut piece that right. they were all one section, I did I dry brushed them all then. That's a great idea. And then and I then, cut them out. Yeah, because then when you're putting them on, you're putting them on at different, you know, different places. Yeah, and they're, they're random. Not, they're Those lines... Exactly. Yeah. Those lines don't match up. You know, right. and that pat- pattern's random. Right. So that's a cool idea. And, and you know, and there's all kinds of different. There's all somebody. I think it was Scott. No, it was who it was. I don't know if it was Scott or it was Brad. It might have been Brad, uh, one of our listeners, Brad, and he messaged me when I was doing the uh, shingles on the. Um, they were like a fish scale sing- shingle. Mm-hmm. I did it on the um, the boxing gym, JJ Hollander's boxing gym. 
from Fosco Models. And uh, he messaged me and he wanted to know how I did those shingles, how I painted those fish shingles. So they had like a grayish, greenish, gray kind of color mm-hmm. to them. And, um, you know, it was just finding the right tone of, you know, of gray I wanted to use. And then it was not just that. I, again, I use an India ink wash, um, but I use a light India ink wash. And then I went over it again. And again, I did like two layers of that. And it kind of, it dulled it out a little bit, you know, it kind of took some of the paint mix out. And, you know, if you re-wet the paint, with the India ink wash, it'll tend to fade it a little bit. Right. It dulls so, it down. It right, brings it out, it, down. it brings out, it takes away some of the like sharp, vivid lines. Right. Right. Exactly. And then I, I use a little chalk powder and then, and then after I was done, I didn't use much chalk on that. I don't think, but what I then did is I took that off white color, um, antique white in a, and I, I did a super dry brush. I call it a super dry brush because, you know, all dry brushing, you're trying to take out most of the paint that you can out of the brush and then put it on. Right. A super dry brush is virtually nothing on it. So, I mean, you're you're brushing out like a crazy man. Or you start with almost no paint on it at all. Right, right, exactly. And then I, and I, and then I dry brushed with the antique white on the thinnest possible level. And uh, went over them, and it caught on each one of those little edges, you know, of that fish skilled. Um, uh, I don't know if it's fish skilled. Was that a diamond? You're right there. It's a diamond. Is that a diamond? It's diamond. It's a diamond. It's diamonds. Okay. So on those diamonds, it was picking up on every little edge and corner, not drastically, just enough to where it brings it out and highlights it, and and that was enough. You know, I didn't want to take it any further than that. Right. And, uh, but that was, that was a lot of fun. I had fun doing that. So, So, um, let's talk a little bit about how we would add weathering to a roof after it's assembled and on the top of the building. Okay. So like streaks, Go ahead. like streaks and where, where you add, um, some like water stains and stuff like that. Uh, obviously it depends on if you're doing a flat roof or you're doing a shingled roof. So I'm going to talk about flat roof. And then I'll have you do a, a sloped uh, shingled or uh, okay, sure. metal roof. So for sure. a flat roof, uh, and a few guests have talked about this before. Like I know Jason Jensen brought it up, um, and I've done it since. And um, you can add a little bit of testers glue. This was actually a tip from Jason Jensen. Um, you can take a little bit of testers, the glue you would normally use for plastic. In the tubes, yeah, and you put a couple okay. drops on the roof, on the top, on the flat, yeah, on the flat roof, and it looks like puddles that are accumulating when it dries because it dries shiny. Oh, that's um, cool. And I've done that on a one or two different builds I have where I've put little puddles on the tops of the roof. Um, looks cool when it's done because uh, it leaves a little dark. Yeah, it don't get much more weathered than having puddles of water on your roof. Yeah, and, and if you ever work in a building or on a building that you could see onto another flat roof within a couple of days after a thunderstorm or something, there's water puddled up on those black tar paper roofs. Yeah. Or black rubber yeah, roofs. Right. right. So, um, yeah, that's an awesome little tip. That was courtesy of Jason Jensen, though, so I can't take credit for that one, but um, I've done it, and it looks awesome. Another cool thing I've done is take – um, the my light in my light India ink wash, and make a puddle on the roof, and then dry it. So after I've used my chalk 
and I've dusted up the roof and I made it, you know, with grays and some browns and stuff. Yeah. I'll take a couple drops of my light India ink wash, let it puddle up, and then let it dry because then it forces all of that debris and dirt that you use for weathering out to the edges of the puddle. And when it dries, it looks like a dried up stain from that puddle. Oh, yeah, that's that, a cool idea. I actually figured that out by accident <laughs> because I didn't want, I dropped India ink on my roof and I didn't want to use a towel to wipe it off. Right. So I just let it dry for you know 20 minutes that alcohol was dried and yeah. it left a stain there that looked like a dried up puddle and it pushed all the dirt to the edge of the puddle that's a great idea so you know i would i would practice with it first but it i've done it a couple times first by accident and then later on purpose on a flat roof and it looks awesome because it looks like a dried up water stain right so and then there's just some, you know your typical things where you have roof stacks and roof vents that are that are not even rusted. You can you don't have to have a rusted roof vent to add a stain or weathering to a roof. So if you have like streaking grime or you have even just acrylic paints that you can you can mix up and water them down like a brown yeah. or a uh, mix a couple colors. You can do uh, you a know raw you, umber, raw umber, yeah. but it doesn't have to look like rust. You could have yeah. that. No, no, burnt umber looks you like can do Small umber you looks can like do, a little grayer. You can do streaking grimes. Yeah. Streaking grimy streaks away from a roof vent that's not rusted, and it's just dirt that's running off the side of that roof vent like soot. You know, yeah. it's, it's leaking down the side. You don't – it doesn't have to be rust. Yeah, exactly. So I, so I put, you know, streaks and stuff on the roof from where features are on the roof, and dirt would wash away. Right. Or collect. Yeah, so. on a flat roof, I in a flat roof, on weathering part, one of the things I got was off of. There's a wet on. Doug Fiscali has a, uh, a video he does on his uh, YouTube page mm-hmm. um, for Foscale models where they he weathers a roof, and I've done it that way many times where you just take um, not much. You don't need much, but like browns uh, uh, like a dirty brown like a you know dirt you know like a light brown um and um black and grays and you just put a little dab of them in different places and then you take a, a you know a bushy soft brush and you do it in a swirling motion you kind of put it all over the top of that you know rooftop a flat rooftop yeah and it'll dirty it up it gives it that dusty hazy look that you get on the top of a roof. Um, It's turned out great for me just about every time I've ever done that. And uh, you don't have to use a lot. You just want to give it that. Do you take it from painted rooftop or paint-colored rooftop to where it looks like paint on on paper Mm -hmm. to putting the dust on it, and it takes that paper look completely away. It it doesn't look like paint. It looks like it's naturally done that way. Um, it, It... you know, it's, it's a good way to do a rooftop. Uh, if you get a chance, go see that video. And um, uh, if you want, uh, Brett, I can maybe give you a yeah, link. Yeah, send me a to link to that. And uh, I'll try and do that tonight before I go to bed. And but yeah, it's um, you know, that's that's a cool thing. The other, uh, oh, that's big. That's big. That's it. Yeah, it was you were the flat roof guy. Yeah, so I you do in. your slope roofs now. <laughs> well, slope roof. Um, Weathering wise, on a shingle, 
roof. I I do like to use a a soft gray color after I put the roof uh, shingle roof on on a slope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll use a soft gray color, um, and I'll just kind of same deal dull dull the paper down with that gray, or even even I know it sounds silly, but I've used white white chalk. Yes. Yeah, uh, to go down, and it and it gives that. Now I'm not saying the effervescent thing that we talked about with Doug on the show, not that. Um, it's not it's not to give white streaks. It's to give it dullness. So, so if you use a light shingle, you put white on. You you just put chalk powder on uh, white pastel chalk powder that is, or you know some kind of white pigment. Um, just use a light amount. And spread it across that roof in a swirling motion with your brush. You got to be careful. You don't put too much pressure on because if you start swirling with a brush on your shingles and you go upward on the upward stroke of it, you'll lift your shingles up and you don't want to have it rip your shingles off. Uh, so, yeah, you could go down. You can make it all downward strokes as well. But you're you're taking the same deal as I talked about with the flat roof. You're taking some of that dullness. Or you're, you're taking some of that that fresh looking shingle mm-hmm. and dulling it down with some powders. Okay. When it comes to weathering, uh, if it's a black, if it's a black roof, it's not, that's it, tar paper, the grays, the grays and blacks and white chalks are awesome. Okay. Then you can also, uh, again, very, very super lightly dry brush it with your, with your antique white, okay, to get those little edges of your of of your shingles or your tar paper, depending on what you used. Right. Um, it, it, I I I'm starting to dry brush my roofs a lot with the with the antique white. Um, be, not, not I don't mean a lot like heavy. I mean a lot of my buildings. I'm starting to do that now on all my builds. I'm starting to and I'm starting to dry brush the roof, um, the shingles. Then also, the for weathering, like you said, uh, if there's a pipe coming up out of the roof on a downward slope, you can put a little bit of rust on there, and all it takes, and you know, you can get the AK rusts like we have, and everything else, and you know, rust deposits and all that, and they're great, and you got to be careful on how you use them, okay? Because they're they're a little strong. Sometimes they make the rust a little too unrealistic looking, right? Okay. Um, I've been having good luck with just using a basic um, acrylic craft paint um, of burnt sienna or raw sienna. Mm-hmm. And I just put a little itty-bitty drop down and We water I, it down. What's that? And you water it down, right? Yeah. I mean, I put it on. I put a single drop down and I dip my brush in some water and I just drag it. Right. You know? And you can drag it as short or as long. It doesn't have to go all the way down the side, down the roof, and down off the side of the roof. You know, you know, twenty foot streak of rust, and then down the side of your siding of your building. Okay, I, I've seen that done. I've seen it done well. I've seen it done like crap. Okay, so um, you know, it doesn't have to be a mile long. It can just be, you know, a scale two foot or a foot, you know, of a streak rust. And mm-hmm. just a small. It can be as thin or as thick as you want it to be. Okay, based on the thickness of the pipe. Or you don't have to necessarily put rust on every pipe. Not all pipes are rusty. If you're going to have rust on your roof, though, that's on the that's coming off of a pipe, 
okay, or something that's metal on the roof. Mm-hmm. Make damn sure, well, that you have some of the rust on the pipe. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> it's got to match the where the rust is coming from. Yeah, put the rust on the pipe. I mean, if the rust isn't on the pipe, it's and you have a rust streak on your roof, people are gonna look and go. Oh, why the hell is that? that a rust streak? You know, same with the chimney. Okay, I also like to sometimes. Here's the thing: there's a brick chimney, right? And I've put black soot coming down from the from the chimney a little bit. Don't overdo that. Okay, you don't get tons of black soot running down the side of your freaking roof from a chimney. Right. You, know, you, you get you get maybe a little bit. Around the around the base and and then down from the chimney a little bit, you know. Okay, where you want to put that? If if your chimney is down like in the middle of your roof, okay. Where I tend to put a little bit of darker powder to make it look like some soot is at the top near the peak where the uh, smoke would billow out of the chimney. And hit the top of the peak. Not a lot. You want to do it subtle, you know, because that's what would happen. You know, you get that, 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 the, the soot comes out and it's rising, you know, and it hits the, the peak a little bit because it's close by or the wind blows it into the peak and you might get a little off color of a darker gray, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done that. I also like to take on the chimney itself. Uh, the first, you know, three or the, the top three or four bricks near the chimney, you know, I, 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 I dirty them up. I put some black uh, powder. Just a little uh, bit black. of soot at the top. Yeah, a little soot around the top. Don't use paint. Paint looks like paint, black paint. Don't use black paint at the top of your <laughs> chimney. You know what it looks like? Black paint. Black paint at the top of your chimney. Okay, so just use uh, a, a dark, dark, dark gray. Um, of pigment powder of some type and then just brush it on a little bit. It doesn't have to hide the bricks. It's just got to stain the brick just a little bit, make it look darker, Okay, make it realistic. But uh, that's what I would do. I mean, shingled roofs, as far as weathering, uh, those, are, those are my tips for I shingle roof on a slope, shingle roof. So Nice. Um, there's, there's really not much else. It would come down. You, you, you guess you could put some grime and you know that kind of thing on your roof, but I don't see a lot of grimy shingle roofs. You know? Right. Do you? No, I don't see a lot. Of no, you get and roofs. and I get I see like some water stains, not water stains, yeah. but where you see streaky, streaky darker yeah. black or gray stains on a shingle right. roof. That's really yeah. it. So, yeah, that's cool. Well. um... So we're going to wrap up this week's episode. It's a little shorter this week, but it's all right. It's still over an hour. Um, music. Uh, music you listen oh, to this week. Music. This week, I have been listening to... I don't really even know what I was listening to. I was listening to a little bit of everything <laughs> earlier. I'm still on this Foo Fighters kick, too. Oh, okay. i to Foo Fighters lately. That's wild. I, I put them on the other week after you mentioned it, and uh, I turned it off in about three minutes. Yeah, well, that's for you. Okay. Yeah. I don't listen no, to it. No, I know. Yeah. I, I've been listening to ACDC tonight. Uh, I was listening to uh, Let There Be Rock, the Let There Be Rock album. And uh, right before you called and we started doing this. so Nice. Uh, that's been my thing. That and I uh, hit the Metallica pretty hard on the weekend. So, uh, 
you know, that's 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 it. The new Metallica, the newest Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I do want to talk real quick about our group build we have coming up. We are still uh, discussing which kit to build, and we will determine that here probably in the next, you know, couple weeks. Yeah. By the end of June-ish, we'll have a kit picked for our group build. So uh, if you are a patron, you'll be able to join in on that discussion in our patron group. Uh, if you are not a patron, but you still would like to participate, uh, we will announce that later on our uh, website and our Facebook page. Also, yeah, I, have to, I have to make a couple phone calls on that. So, yeah. you know, people hang tight. Yeah. Know. Also, we will be doing our next contest for June coming up. Uh, so our, we had our business card build, which we had a lot of awesome submissions for that. And next up, we will be doing our um, rail car, Craftsman rail car build. So I have to post the rules to that. So they will probably be already posted by the time you guys get this episode. So if you want to participate and have a chance to win our traveling trophy, Ernest is his name. Um, you can keep your eyes open for that. We actually have two contestants for the business card build. Ernest, his name is Ernest. Yeah. Did I? Where did I miss that? I named him Ernest. Nobody told me that. Oh, because you're not on the Patreon. I don't know. Like you're uh, overtime. Said, it's on the overtime group. You gotta get in there. Get in the overtime group. But Whatever. anyways, he was announced in there. His name is Ernest. I got something to tell. I got something to say in there a little bit. Go ahead. Go ahead and say it. You finish up. Oh, anyways, uh, the next contest will be uh, a rail car building, and you'll get a whack at winning the traveling trophy. So that's cool. it. Well, this last weekend, I went to Blue Ridge Summit to the hobby shop for the first time in months since it's been reopened. And uh, I went in, and it was so cool to finally be inside a store and shopping for some. Uh, I went there to go get. Uh, some Hunterline Weathery Mix. Uh, I wanted to get the Driftwood. I used to have a bottle of Driftwood when I first so I don't know where the hell my Driftwood bottle is. Um, anyhow, they don't have Driftwood. They're out of Driftwood. So I went there to get Driftwood. They didn't have it. So I ended up getting light brown. However, it was so nice. I just wanted to mention, it was so nice again. There wasn't, you know, we, I wore my mask when I went in and the whole works. But it was so nice to just be out again and go into an actual hobby shop and and walk through and get a couple items and then boogie out you know um i just wanted to mention that uh, that was a nice feel so hopefully maybe some of your hobby shops out there are opening up and you can get in and get out and just go check them out um it was a good feel again it was a really it was a long overdue good feel yeah every now and then we need these good feel moments that's it i have for you this week so no i like it i bought a i bought too much stuff again and of course you did yeah that's all right. That's what's for. Yeah. But so, all right, guys, we are going to call this one a wrap. Um, like I said, keep your eye out for the new contest and our group build information. So, all right, guys. Going to work on those guests too. All right. Peace yep. out. Later.